loving in and uh, I want to help you this morning. From God. I want you to write something down quickly. Come on, ask him. Say, Holy Spirit, touch me this forever. morning. Start with me. Change my life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you believe that, give him one more shout of praise. Now, I am going to be, you can take your seat, thank you. I'm going to be busy until the Holy Spirit stops me. Because I know his power is coming. And when his power comes, it's unstoppable. Last Sunday was incredible. And I pray that this Sunday will be even better. Can you say amen? amen. Now, again today, you know, Sundays I, I used to, I like to preach. And on Wednesdays we teach. But today I'm going to do both. I'm going to preach and teach. And I, need, I think that you're going to need this. You're going to need it for the hour, the day that we are living in. And I, I want to help you this morning. I want you to write something down quickly. And memorize this forever. Prayer is your earthly license for heavenly interference. Prayer is my earthly license for heavenly interference. Now in this church, we like to bring our Bibles. We like to bring something to write down because we go home and then we go through the scriptures again and meditate on it. And this is how you grow spiritually. So prayer is your earthly license for heaven's interference. If you don't pray, you can't receive. Let me say that one more time. If you cannot pray, you cannot receive. I want to help you this morning understanding that praying should not be plain. Okay, let me, let me give them a while to write down and then focus because I'm not in Five City this morning. I'm in the Ingekert. This is not the Ingekert, Dini. Okay, he can scream. He can be key. Sorry for the Afrikaans, for people that do not understand the Afrikaans, but sometimes you have to say it in Afrikaans for people to understand. All right, can I have a shout? Can somebody please say amen? amen? And if you think you're in the wrong church, just go read the sign outside. This is, I promise you, this is Faith City. All right. Here we shout, we dance, we run, we, we, we are alive. The Bible says, my Bible says, where the Spirit is Lord is liberty. So this morning, we're going to give Him liberty. Amen. All right. So let me say that again. I'm going to help you to understand what praying is. Praying is not playing. Too many Christians play. They don't pray. And people tend to pray when they are in need only. And when God has given them what they needed, they never pray again. But I want, to, I want you to understand that we are living in times, and I've said this multiple times, but I'm going to say this again. 2024 will be the greatest year of exposure. Where God will expose, but God will bless. God will come through. But He's going to, he's going to need a people that knows how to pray heaven down. People that knows what it is to call upon the name of the Lord and to see answers come. Can you say amen? I need to raise up at least 10 Elijahs in this house. 10 Elijahs that can pray fire down from heaven. That when you pray, that the devil gets nervous when you start to pray. Open up your Bible with me to the book of Psalms 63. I love this portion of scripture. This is the psalmist David that wrote this. Oh God, you are my God. I love that. So first he approached God. He says, oh God, you are my God. That's personal. Say with me, that's personal. That's a relationship that, that brings you into covenant with the Lord. You are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. 
Now, when he, when he says that, oh God, you're my God, early will I seek you, that word early doesn't just necessarily mean that he waked up 3 a.m. in the morning and sought the Lord. That word early means immediately I have seeked for you. This means that right now I am hungry for you. I'm desperate for you. I'm in a land where there is no water. There's a first in my soul, but I'll seek for you. Then he says, I went to your sanctuary to see what your power and your glory how many of you realize that you are no longer living in the Old Testament? In the Old Testament, they literally had to go to a sanctuary and behind the veil, there was the holies of holies. And no man could enter the holies of holies except for the high priest. So, so, so David, David says this, that now I've, I've looked into your sanctuary to see both your power and your glory. Now please understand this. He was in the wilderness. When he, when he meditated on this, when he, when he prayed out to God and he says, because this is why he says, in a land where there's no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary. The sanctuary was not in the desert. But David understood how vitally important it is to be refreshed in the presence of God. So in other words, let me explain something to you today. I'm not the only person in this building that can go behind the veil. I'm not the only man that can... Open up the veil and step in and speak to God. I'm speaking to people right now that the sanctuary of the living God is within me. You can approach God's presence, God's person, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you believe that, you better shout hallelujah. What people do is people don't understand that praying is not just asking. Praying is spending time with the great king. Now, there's only one way of praying. Boldly. You have to pray boldly. Now, before I'm going to get to the good stuff, let me explain something to you. People need to realize this. That because Jesus Christ paid the, the price on Calvary, shed his blood. Because of what he has done, I have access to the mercy seat. Now let me say that again. Not because of what I've done. I will never be good enough apart from His mercy. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You have not approached God because you feel that you are not good enough. You haven't prayed long enough. You're not long enough a Christian. I'm here telling you, it's not what you have done. It's what Jesus has done for you. The blood has drawn you near to the holies of holies. So people don't think they can receive the healing, the miracles, the financial breakthroughs, because they think like they're not good enough. But Paul taught us, when you pray, you have to come boldly to the throne of grace. What does it mean to come boldly? First of all, you have to understand who you are when you pray. When you come to, the, to prayer and you start by praying, oh, oh, Lord, this is me, Vessel Dubrain. I'm praying here from Five City. I live in number five, Tintinki Street. It's me, Lord. And if it be thy will, you can help me. That's no relationship and that's no boldness. Boldness is, first of all, understanding who you are in Christ. Now, I'll tell you who I am today. Don't forget about who you were. I'm no longer a sinner saved by grace. I'm going to help your doctrine a little bit. Ah. So many people quote, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You were a sinner saved by grace. 
But now you are, you are in the higher level, no longer a sinner saved by grace. Jesus Christ does not look at you right now and say simply that's a sinner saved by grace. He looks at you and says that's the righteousness of God through my blood. That changes the whole perspective. Because when you believe that you're just a sinner saved by grace, then you go to the Lord with your own inabilities. But when you know that you are blood-washed, Holy Spirit-filled, come on, filled with the fire of the living God, your prayers become bold. You no longer pray timid prayers, Lord, if it be thy will. No, you start to announce, I am here. And because I am here, I declare every mountain in front of me, be thou removed in the name of Jesus. Shout bold prayers. Come on again. Bold prayers honors God, and God honors bold prayers. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to help you today. I'm going to help you, all right? You're going to be a prayer warrior when I'm done with you. When you pray, it is done. Then you have to treat it as past tense. Somebody's going to get it when they drive home. After you've prayed in faith, you move into past tense. Hope is future tense. Faith is now. Okay, let me say it again. Hope is future tense. Faith is now. You don't operate with hope. You operate with faith. I'm helping you. This is why many people don't receive. Oh, Lord, touch my family. Bring breakthrough. And then you have a hope in you. One day it's going to change. Do you know when it's going to change? When you change. When your prayer life starts to change. And you get into God's timing. Please don't listen to the religiosity and the religion of man. My God's time is not your time. When is it God's time? God's time is when you act on the word of God. And you act by faith. And you start to move according to the word of God. I, 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 I've thought on this many times before. When Jesus sat at the wedding of Cana, what does his mother say? She said, we need a miracle. He said, it's not my time yet. My time has not yet come to perform miracles. What did Mary do? Mary moved him in his time. You can move God to act in, come on, in your situation right now if your prayers can change and become bold. Lord, if it be thy will, not if it be thy will. What is his will? Come on, Faith City, I, I taught you this many times. What is the will of God? I can't hear you. Come on, let's try that again. What's the will of God? So if it's in this Bible, it's His will. And if it's in, this, in the Bible, I can pray it. Don't pray if it's your will, heal me. Pray, Lord, it is written that by your stripes I am healed. Devil, you better back off right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. You better speak to your organs and say, organs, hear the word of God. That's how you pray. Blood, I, I command you in the name of Jesus. Come in alignment. That's how you pray. Not if it be thy will, you can heal me. No, you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. His blood made a way for you. You pray like it's no one's business. This is why the enemy is not afraid when the Christians pray. Because he knows it's timid prayer. Oh, poor me. Let's get rid of the poor me mentality and get into the power of the blood of the Lamb. 
Shout glory. glory. I said shout glory. glory. Now when you pray, I'm going to help you how to pray now, but I want to form a basis. When you pray, believe it's done. And you will have it. It's quiet again. The religious spirit will tell you that's wishful thinking. That's the word of God. In his word, he says, when you pray, believe that you've received it and you will have it. Okay, let me say that again. I like that. When you pray, believe that you've received it and you will have it. Okay, let me say that again. When you pray, believe that you have received it and you will have it. So therefore, when I pray, I treat it as past things. In other words, God already said yes, because every promise is yes, and it is amen. I'm telling you right now, if you are under the sound of my voice, the minute you open up your mouth this morning, God shall honor your words, and God shall open up a way for you where there seems to be no way. High five your neighbor and say, we're going to start to pray like never before. So if your prayer didn't work, you didn't work it. Can I say that one more time? If your prayer did not work, you did not work it. Prayer always works. I said prayer always works. Let me say again, prayer always works. And if your prayer didn't work, you didn't work it. And then it's time that you start to work your prayer. Say amen. Now, I'm going I'm to give you a couple of stuff that I just want to get to the basis of what the psalmist says. He says, Lord, I'm thirsty for you. Uh, I'm desperate. I'm hungry for you. That's the basis of prayer. Because when he says, I'm thirsty for you, I'm hungry for you, it means there's a desperation in me to know you. Not to, want, not to get the stuff. The stuff comes as a result of your relationship. Okay, let me speak to the side. The stuff that you, true prayer, you can write this down. True, pay, true, true prayer starts when you have inked your prayer list. So when you've prayed everything on your prayer list, true prayer starts. Are you here? Because what prayer is, first of all, first of all, it's communion. First seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added unto you. The things is a byproduct. That's the bonus of walking with God. But prayer, first and foremost, is adoration. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Spending time with him into the holies of holies, face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. Do you understand that? If you're here still, say amen, then I know that you're still breathing. Now, look at this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through this as quick as I can. In book of Hebrews chapter uh, 4, verse 14 and 16, let's read that together. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, it says, Sing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. 
Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now I'm going to read one more and then you have to understand this is very important. If your prayer is not bold, it's not answered. The Bible gives you clear instruction that when you approach the throne of God, there's one way to approach it, boldly. How many of you realize that the Bible says that God's righteous is as bold as a lion? How many lions do I have? Not rugby lions. Not shouting for the lions, rugby team, but how many people sit in this place and you say, I'm a lion. Come on in the army of the living God. So the Bible says he makes them as bold as lions. So when you approach the bench, you have to approach with boldness. Again, you are bold. Why? Because of who you are in Christ. Because of the blood. When I enter the holies of holies, I don't enter by myself. I'm covered with the blood. Okay, let me say that again. Do you know the Bible says that when Cain killed his brother Abel, the scripture says his blood cries out from the earth. In other words, his blood speaks. When I approach the holies of holies, I'm covered with the blood. The blood speaks for me. The blood cries out. So when Cain killed his brother Abel, his brother's blood cried out, guilty, 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 guilty. When I enter the holies of holies, Jesus' blood cries out, innocent, innocent, liberated, free, forgiven, accepted. Are you following what I'm saying? So I'm not going into the holies of holies with all my baggage. I'm walking into the holies of holies as a man of God. Boldly. Then I obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. So simply by approaching the throne of God with boldness, meaning I understand His blood made me good enough, not mine. Not, a what, not, not, not my unbelief. His blood. His blood. Say with me, His blood. blood. Let's read one more. Hebrews chapter 10, 19 but until 22. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an, from an uh, evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So when we come to the throne, did you know the Bible says sinners is not heard by God? When an unrighteous person prays, God doesn't listen. The only prayer that God hears when a sinner prays is the repentant Oh, the, the person that says, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. That's the only prayer of a sinner that God hears. So when we as the righteous of God, we are blood washed, we enter the holies of holies because our high priest has torn the veil. And his flesh became the veil. In other words, I approach God the Father through his son Jesus Christ. This is why I want to be the first to tell you in this place, this is why Muhammad cannot save you. 
This is why Hare Krishna is not the way. Come on, this is why Bruno cannot save you. This is why there's only one name through which a man must be saved. Come on, this is why there's only through Jesus Christ that you can have access to the Father. Hallelujah. All the other people I just mentioned is in a tomb closed up somewhere. But Jesus Christ is alive right now. My high priest interceding forever for the righteous of God. I don't care how many of you don't believe this or speak against this. But the day is coming that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Every eye shall see him and behold upon his beauty. What's that name? Say that name again. Come on, say that name. Let heaven hear it. Come on, say that name one more time. Through him. I have ex I've received my salvation, my healing. Healing, listen to me right now. If you're born again, it's not a debate. It's yours. I, I, need, a, I need to demonstrate something very quickly. Wayne, come here, please. Let me show you something. Take this. Did you see how quick that was? Give it to me again. Take it. I didn't even have to. Did you hear me say, Wayne, please pick up your hands. Hold it closely together. I'm going to put it in your hand. Take it slowly. No, I didn't say that. Wayne, take it. Take it there. See how quick he took it? That's how quick your healing comes. That's how quick your salvation comes. That's how quick your miracle comes. That's how quick your breakthrough comes. Why? Because Jesus said, it is finished. He just took it. Why can't you just take it? What does Jesus need to do more for you to understand that that sickness in your body is illegal? That, come on, that breakthrough that you need is just one prayer away. It's time to receive everything that you've asked for. Whatsoever you shall ask when you pray, believing that you've received it, it is yours. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, I'm going, to run, I'm going to run around this place very soon. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Whatever you pray, you believe that you've received it. It is yours. I have access to his throne through the blood of Jesus. Now you want to know, the Bible says in Mark 11, 24, one of my favorite verses. You know, one day when I told my wife we need a breakthrough, she says, Mark 11. I heard her say, Mark 11. I promise you. I said, where? She says, in the Bible. How do you Mark 11 in the Bible? But I realized it's Mark 11, 23, 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever. If the devil tells you you can't have it, tell him Whatever. If people say, you ask too big, say whatever. I'm speaking to somebody here right now when the doctor says it's over, you say whatever. Oh, come on, I'm speaking to somebody when you need a breakthrough and people say it will never happen, you just say whatever. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have it. Why is that? Because of the blood. So I enter... I approach through his blood.
I come into his presence through his blood. All right, write that down. I come into his presence through the name of Jesus. Because Jesus taught us on how to pray. He says, in that day, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. So in other words, I have to come through the blood because the blood gives me access to the holies of holies. I have to come through the name of Jesus. So what I do, and I, I have to help people right now. Jesus is not the Father. And the Father is not Jesus. And Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not Jesus. I've, I hear people pray like this. Father Jesus, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Now the Father is not Jesus. You simply have to say this. This is how I pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. That settles it. Oh, even the devil knows what I mean. When I say in the name of Jesus. Do you know what it means? It means untouchable. Inaccessible. Hidden. Oh no, it's quiet. It's too quiet. When I say in the name of Jesus, every demon stands on attention. Angels is just waiting for the command of God Almighty. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And then through faith. If you cannot come through faith, what faith do you mean? It's not... Not faith to open up the eyes of the blind. Faith in his blood. Faith in his name. When you have that, you can approach the bench. Freely. Say amen. amen. Now this is, this is a great scripture. Let me give this to you. I need to give it. This is for somebody. Philippians chapter 4. And then I'm going to preach to you. Right? Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Do we have that? Did I give it to you? I did not. I'm so sorry. Well, I'll read it to you. Open up your Bibles, please, to the book of Philippians. Philippians is right next to Judges. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Ha, ha, ha. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, do you know what it means? Do not be, ang be anxious for nothing. Do not fret. Do not fear. Don't be worried about anything. He says, instead of being worried, rather pray. Be anxious for nothing. For nothing. Say for nothing. In other words, I'm going to fear nothing no more. I'm going to worry about nothing no more. He says, instead of that, but in everything by prayer and supplication. The word supplication means you have to make your definite requests known unto God. With thanksgiving, very important in prayer, to use thanksgiving. Now, what request? He says that you, you, you have to make your requests known to God. Now, this request is for material, physical, emotional, spiritual Anything that you pray for, you can ask God with thanksgiving in your heart. So when you ask Him, you thank Him that He's already done it for you. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Now there is, there, is, there is ways to pray. According to the scripture, there's many of them. There's many ways that you can pray. People ask me, must my eyes be closed when I pray? Must I sit? Must I lay down? Must I? Okay, so you can do whatever you want to do when you pray. But there's different kinds of prayer that I'm going to help you. And 
I promise you, if I pray bold before the Lord, I cannot, I cannot sit and pray. It's just me. Your mind will wander off thinking about fishing, food, problems. So when I drive in my car and I pray, my eyes is open. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to drive by faith, right? Imagine. <laughs> okay, so when you, when you drive, this is what, what he says in Second Opinion chapter 4. If thou if driveth, keep up the eye open. Okay, so keep your eyes open. <laughs> when you... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so, so I'm going to give you a quick example, then I'm going to show you different kinds of prayer. So first of all, God doesn't listen to the sinners. Sinners is unheard. The Bible says when a husband and wife quarrels, their prayers are hindered. Oh, it's quiet now. Come, now time to, he's talking to you. When a husband and wife quarrels, then God does not listen to you. Your prayers is hindered because the two of you is one. And so when the two of you is divided, God cannot bless a mess. Oh, I just said it. God cannot bless a mess. So you think that by saying the last thing, it makes you, you win. The one who wins is the one that says, I love you. I'm sorry. I don't want to fight. I want to honor God. Devil, this marriage belongs to the Lord. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. So they squirrel, and then now God says, sorry, I only listen to the righteous. I only listen to those who are dear to my word. Why so many women jumping up and running out? Just keep them sitting down. Unforgiveness blocks. Hatred blocks. God cannot listen to you when you are unbelieving, in your, or not unbelieving, unforgiving. And even unbelieving, but unforgiving. You can't forgive people. You hate. God cannot help you. God, the only thing that God will hear is when you say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. Can you say amen one, one more time? Amen. Now, please understand this. Did you know in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that Jesus, when he prayed, there was times that he cried severely. Hebrews speaks on that. That when Jesus prayed, there's times that he cried severely. So don't tell me there's anything wrong with a man that cries in the presence of God. If they ask me, why do you cry so much? I'm just mimicking Christ. Amen. Come on, the Bible says, be, be ye imitators of Christ as dear children. I'm just imitating Christ. So you are, the Bible says this in the book of Mark chapter 1. It says that Jesus departed to a solitary place and then he prayed. So hear me out. There's prayers that we're going to pray today corporately. We call that corporate anointing. So everybody, this is why you need a church. You need a spiritual church to sit under the corporate anointing. And then you pray boldly and God listens. But then there's times that you're going to have to get a solitary place. This means when you're home. When the house is quiet, not when you're busy Facebooking and WhatsApping. It's just you and God. You find yourself in a solitary place. That solitary place becomes holy ground. Oh, come on, somebody. That's when you start to pray over there that God shows up. Everybody that comes to my house tells me my house is so peaceful. Do you know why? It's a praying house. I pray. There's a, 
there's, there's different kinds of prayer. Number one, we call it supplication. The prayer of supplication. What does this mean? This is my need. My personal needs. So nothing wrong to pray. I'm going to teach you how to pray. I'm going to show you a couple of the different prayers according to the scriptures. It's called the prayer of supplication. This is when you pray for your personal needs. Again, you can do this. The Lord wants you to do that. God wants you to ask Him for your personal stuff, your personal needs. Then there's intercession. Intercession is you praying for other people. You pray for the needs of others. If you are an intercessor, it means that you are constantly busy praying for people's affairs. Praying, interceding on their behalf. Are you understanding this? Then there's a, we call it the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is for miracles and healings. This is why the book of James says that the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. So that kind of prayer, when you pray the prayer of faith, is for miracles in your life. How many of you need a miracle? Okay, you need a miracle. Well, I'm going to teach you how to pray the prayer of faith. And you're going to storm the gates of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. And when you start to pray, the gates of hell is going to shutter. I thought I'm going to get a bigger excitement than that. No longer are you going to pray and nothing moves. It's time to when you pray that the earth shakes underneath you. Come on, when you pray that, come on, when you pray that the heavenly knows that you are praying. Prayer of faith. Number four, praying in the spirit. Paul says that you should pray in the spirit in all occasions. What's praying in the spirit? Praying in tongues. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be able to pray in tongues. Praying in tongues has not ceased. It's a lie from the devil. The why the devil tells churches that praying in tongues has ceased is because the devil knows how powerful a man becomes when he knows how to pray in the spirit. They say, I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do you know how quick that is? Take the phone. Take it. Take it. The minute you put out your hand, bang, you, you take on the responsibility of the power of God in you, then you open up your mouth and the Holy Ghost will fill it. Pray in the Spirit in all occasions. I pray the whole day, every day. I have different types of prayer during the day. So I can drive in my car and I can pray. I speak to the Lord. I can do uh, the, the, the supplication prayer, asking for my needs. I can intercede for people. I pray in the Spirit, in the spirit constantly. Constantly I'm praying in the Spirit. Then I can go on, I, 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 I pray so much of thanksgiving unto the Lord, because there's a prayer of thanksgiving, where you just give thanks unto God. But I can tell you that there comes a time where I do what Jesus did in Mark chapter 1, where he says he found himself a solitude place, where it's no longer just me babbling about my stuff, but it's about me entering the holies of holies and adoring the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How many of you want your prayers to be answered quickly? Uh, let me ask you that again. How many of you want your prayers to be answered quickly? Okay. For those of you that did not lift your hands, we're going to have a section here that the spirit of pride will go. Hallelujah. If you want your prayers to be answered very quickly, there's a way to pray. And Jesus taught us on how to pray. And this is where, <laughs> this is where the religious guys comes in. Our Father that art ha in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. Honey, earth as it is in heaven. 
give us today our daily bread. That's all that they pray. No relationship. What you have to understand, and I taught you this before, but I think for the, the time that we are in, in the earth today, I heard they say that more billionaires is building bunkers. The one, one, one organization is busy preparing people for a worldwide war. They're telling people, buy batteries, buy torches. It's serious. It's a serious matter. We're living in crazy times. They're busy talking about another pandemic that's coming. Solar flares that is about to, that's about to hit where there will be no satellite. There will no, be no communication. Stuff will, the, the whole economy of the world will start to fail. Why is that? Because they're going to announce the Antichrist very soon. And so what is the church supposed to do in this hour? The church is supposed to be separated and be prayerful. Jesus said it. Pray and watch to the end. Pray and watch to the end. Pray that you might escape the things that's to come. If the Lord returns, he must find you with two things. Number one, he must find you with faith. Number two, he must find you praying. He must find you busy with the things of God. What's coming to the world, your neighbor's faith is not going to help you. But when you have developed a prayer life, God shall sustain you. Oh, hallelujah. He will protect you. He will feed you. He will provide for you. You might call me nuts. It's fine. I walk with him. The time is coming that you will stay in your kitchen and do the dishes. Okay, let me rephrase that. Pack the dishwasher. That sickness will fall from your body. You better hear me. When you enter your prayer room, that secluded place, and suddenly your body straightens out. Hear me, the hour is coming. Where our great Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tikkuni, our Jehovah Rapha, our Jehovah Rufeka shall break through the eastern sky. And we are going to be part of this great move of God. But you'll know what it means to pray. You want your prayers to be answered very quickly. The first priority on your prayer list is not asking. It's not asking. It's not doubting. It's worshiping. Adoring. This is what Jesus meant when he says, our Father in heaven. So what he's teaching the church is when you pray, approach the Father. Jesus says, you'll ask me nothing in that day. Whatever you ask the Father, in my name, he'll give it to you. So you approach the Father. What's my second thing? Hallowed be thy name. It means this is now your time for glorification. Adoration. This is the only simple thing you do now is, and it's not simple. It's the most holiest thing that you can do. Now you just glorify Him. This means you glorify Him when you receive bad news, good news, lots of money, no money. When there's a drought, when there's more than enough, you always start off your prayer. The first thing what I do before I go to bed is I praise Him. The first thing I do when I get out of, the, out of bed in the morning, I praise Him. That's the first thing you do. You bring adoration to Him. You adore Him. Adoration keeps you in the presence. Okay, let me say that again. There, Jesus taught us to pray. He, he will use a couple of things. He says, you know, the psalmist says this. He says, I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with what? Praise. 
So I will enter his gates of thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts of praise. That brings me into the entrance. What keeps me in the holies of holies? Adoration. Worship. So sometimes I would worship the Lord for an hour. Whatever it takes until I know that I know that I'm standing on holy ground. Right there, you can petition before the Lord. Now, let me show you something. Is everybody still here? Please forget the time, okay? Just one more Sunday I'm asking, forget about the time. God wants to release His glory on your life today. So in Matthew 6, Jesus taught us on how to pray. And you will find in that prayer that Jesus prayed, that He said, on earth, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now let me ask you the question, how many of you believe that there's people in heaven right now sick? How many of you believe there's people in heaven poor right now? Okay, so you got it. So what Jesus is saying, stop accepting what heaven don't give. Ooh. If heaven is not broke, you should not be broke. So you don't ask God, if it be thy will, help me. Okay, let me speak to this side. In heaven, nobody is sick. Don't go to the Lord, Lord, if it's your perfect timing, you can make me whole. No, you go to heaven's courts through the blood of the Lamb. Through the name of Jesus Christ, through faith in your heart, that you have access to the holies of holies. Lord, it is written that by your stripes I am healed. Your word says that you are the God, my healer, the one who takes away all disease. Help me there, George. So therefore I enter the holies of holies, and I'm here receiving. Body, hear the word of God. I command you be healed from my head to the soles of my feet. Every shell shall come in alignment with the word of God. Heart, you shall beat normal. Organs live in the name of Jesus. You preach every form of pain and iniquity out of your body. You speak to your organs. Come and tell the devil, since you don't want to pack your bags, let me tell you who my Jesus is. My God, I feel the glory. Let me tell you who my Lord is. He's my healer. He's my healer. He's my healer. You tell your organs live. You declare the word of God. The reason why Satan does not make way is because we don't know what to do when we pray. When you pray, hell must shake. Do you know when you truly believe in the word of God, when all hell breaks loose and you still believe, he cannot lie. When your symptoms, when your bank account, when people around you say there's no hope for you. But out of the midst of it all, you stand up and say, every promise is yes and amen. That's when you know the word of God has an effect in your heart. When a doctor gives up hope, that's when Dr. Jesus steps in. And says, I will add years to your life. Come on, whose report will you believe? I said, whose report will you believe? So we approach the bench of praise and worship in the midst of turmoil. This is why Job told his wife, are you crazy? Do you just praise God when everything is good? Now that everything is bad, now you want to curse God? He says, I'm not a fool. I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him in the evening. 
I'll praise Him when it's good. I'll praise Him when it's bad. Come on, I'll praise Him because He remains the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Somebody better get a word on their mouth and say, Father, I want to tell you that you are good and your mercy endures forever. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Your mercy, Lord, never comes to an end. You are good. You are good, Lord. In adoration, it can keep you hours busy in prayer. Hours. Just by adoring Him. What you have to do in prayer is when they approach, now this, we call this pulpit, we call the Ark of Covenant. When the high priest approached the Ark of Covenant, what does he have in mind? In mind, he does not have the problems, the situation. In his, in his mind, he has to approach the ark. So in his mind, he comes with reverence and holy fear. And he keeps the ark of the presence in his mind. Do you understand? When I come now to the presence of the Lord, I keep Jesus in mind. My mind doesn't wander off. I keep fixed and focused with holy fear and reverence. I approach the bench. Now, there's a lot of teaching that you can find on Google that I absolutely don't agree with. Where you have to fight your fight like in a court battle and write down court letters and fight the fight. I've got a high priest. <laughs> when I approach the bench, I'm not speaking on my own behalf. I have Jesus. This is the reason why he's at the right hand of the Father. The, the Bible says those to his right is accepted. Those to the left, they receive the punishment in hell's fire. Jesus is standing next to the Father, at the right hand of the Father. When I approach the bench, I approach from the right hand side, meaning I'm accepted by God. Now there's no more fight. The fight has been won. The fight that you have to fight is the fight of prayer. That's the only thing. Get yourself to prayer. But there's no fight for the answer. The answer is yes and amen. That's how you start. Praise and worship Him. Then you have to get your priorities straight. This is why He says, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because it means you have to prioritize your prayer. You have to get your priorities straight. Now I'm going to pray. Not what I feel. I'm going to pray your perfect will. In other words, I'm going to pray your word. Oh, Holy Spirit. In the book of 1 John. I, I have to go there quickly before I'm carrying on. How many of you felt the atmosphere changed? Come on, I'm asking how many of you felt the atmosphere just changed? First John chapter 5. It says this. Uh, now this is the confidence that we have in Him. Not in ourselves. The confidence that we have in Him. That we, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So what does He hear? His word. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. This means if I come to God, and I, whatever things I ask in His will, in other words, His will, my priorities is straight. Whatever things I ask according to His word, He hears me immediately. 
God does not respond to your feelings. He responds to His Word. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. If your prayer life doesn't change, it's because you don't want to change. He says, then if you know that He hears you, just by believing that God has heard you, you'll receive the petition. How much easier must this become? Just simply believing that God has heard you, He says, it's done. I'll do it for you. I'm going to run through this quickly. Then number three, it speaks about provisions. When you start to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Now, this is what God, what I need God to do for me. So you have to understand now, I have already prayed the prayer of supplication in this prayer. Okay, let me help you. I've worshipped Him. I've adored Him. I've remained in the presence, but for adoration. Come on. What did I say? Priorities, right? It's the second thing, priorities. What does, what does priorities mean? So now I'm, I'm praying the word. I'm getting the word in my spirit. Then provision speaks about supplication because I'm going to throw this thing to somebody now. Supplication is for what my needs is, my provisions. So now I'm praying the prayer of supplication. I just came from adoration. I just prayed the, the will of God or the word of God. I'm aligning myself with the word of God. Now I'm praying the prayer of supplication for my needs. Give us this day our daily bread. But I, I want to tell you this, when the Jesus taught on daily bread, he was not just talking about for today. He's talking for, to, for you and your family to have more than enough. God doesn't just supply bread for a day. My God is the God of more than enough. If he was not the God of more than enough, he would have not had the name Jehovah Jireh or even uh, Jehovah El Elyon and Jehovah Jakuni and all those names that, that, that every, every aspect in your life that you, that you need a breakthrough for, he's got a name for. El Shaddai. The God of what? Plenty. Then number four, pardon. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is the time where you ask the Lord to clean your heart, to purify you. Not, this is not the prayer to become born again. You've already, you're already born again. This prayer is, Lord, today I've become angry. This prayer is not you being born again, say, Lord, I've stole, I lied, I cheated, I murdered, please forgive me. This is not that. This is, Lord, today I, I became angry and I, you know, I felt like slapping somebody. Forgive me. I've acted in the wrong way. Lord, I, I've, I've said something out of stupidity. Forgive me, Lord. Look in my heart, make me pure again. That's that kind of prayer. Do you understand this? Protection. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is again now, still, you're still with your supplication. Deliver us from, from evil. Then it says this, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. This means that you praise him again. You start by praising, and as you come to the end, you start praising again. Are you following? Now, write this down. A thought is not worship. A feeling is not worship. Worship is verbal admiration, devotion, and honor. Say amen if you're still here. How many of you enjoyed this, by the way? So when I pray, my end goal is to get there, the holies of holies. You can, I can stand here among all you people and start to pray. There will come a time in my prayer that it will feel like it's just me and God. There's times that we've worshipped in this church from the front that I had to open up my eyes to see where I was. God's my witness. That I don't even realize there's people around me. That's true worship. 
That's through prayer. That's in the holies of holies. Where you can, you can speak to the Lord. And when you get to the holies of holies, I promise you this. You lose your sense of what you need. There's only one thing you want now. That's him. You want nothing else. You don't blame your husband. You don't blame your wife. You don't, you don't go to the Lord, Lord, look at my work, look at my business. You stand in his presence in awe of him. Do you know what happens right there? Right there is when he heals you. It's right there where he touches your body. It's right there where, he, where you go into a next dimension of God. Do you know what happens right then? There comes a change now in the stars or the stripes that you have on your shoulder. Okay, let me help you there. Now you become a general. Now the devil takes note of you. I want you to understand this. Satan knows exactly who's praying and who's playing. I can call people to the front right now. This is why, this is why I, 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 I've seen this myself, how people try to cast out devils, and then the devil will overthrow them, butcher them. I mean, they will run out receiving a spanking from the devil because there's no prayer life. You are only as powerful as your prayer life. For what's coming to this world, you better have to become a prayer warrior. A general in prayer. And I promise you, it becomes so easy. It becomes easy. So you no longer fight the flesh. How many of you realized when I said, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. That word early means unannounced, any moment, and then suddenly he comes to get you. And this means that he knocks on your heart's door, you fill a pool to pray, pray immediately. Don't put it on the shelf and say, I'll pray later, pray immediately. And so I want to help people because I know what I'm talking about. You have to sustain a prayer life. If you don't, you're going to have to start all over again. Are you following me? The more, time, the, the more time you spend with God, it becomes constant times with God. Constant times with God is what gets you home, baby. This is where you want to be. But now you break the cycle of prayer. What happens now? It becomes hard again to get into the holies of holies. We were created to dwell with God. To dwell with Him. Do me a favor. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Close your eyes. I want to show you something.